Sorry about that, lady. Okay, all right. <laughs> someday you go through the rain, and someday you feed on a tree frog. It's ordeal, the trial to survive for the day. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Core of Score with your host, Javon Kwaku. Now, <laughs> first, I want to say I apologize for, for what just happened. I have no idea what just happened with my laptop. It was like freezing, but it was like like I couldn't move and everything. It just didn't play the, the rest of the song. So I hope that didn't uh, mess up your day or anything, but... This week, we have something very special, something very lovely, something very um, adorable, I guess. <laughs> this week, we have a lot of songs that are relating to love, relating to, like, Valentine's Day. I want to kind of bring us back, bring us to a sense of, like, um, I guess, to think about all your loved ones, all the people that you care about, all the people that care about you kind of assess what's going on in your life. Like, what? Who, who, who's really out there for me? Who, who can I really uh, give my all to? And that's what I was trying to get with, with the intro here from um, Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater. And it's the title theme, uh, Snake Eater, by Norihiko Hibino. So I will get you started. We'll get you off with some, um, some bit bangers. And this week we have Mario and Peach by Yuka Sujioko from Paper Mario, a classic couple in the gaming landscape. I guess they're kind of a pseudo couple. They don't really, you never really see them out and about just like doing things as a couple. But And Peach seems to deny all of Mario's advances. But there, there is some chemistry there. It's definitely um, an actual thing. And... And I mean, Paper Mario kind of just straight up lets you lets you see it. It's just like, yo, here's a song. Here's a song about both Mario and Peach. And so it's um, it's a little like kind of a lullaby. It's uh, on a music box, and I think music boxes are kind of like the titular like uh, kind of love. I, I guess more like love for, for like a child that you have, or uh, but but it expresses that feeling a lot. 
And the other song that we have is Melody of Love by Koichi Sugiyama uh, from Dragon Quest V. So I will be playing you guys that song shortly. Thank you. 
Welcome back to Core Score. That was the bit bangers for this week's episode. Now, <laughs> one of the one of the songs, uh, "Melody of Love," by Koichi Sugiyama, is I, I find very interesting. In the well, I find the composer very interesting. Um, he's the Dragon Quest composer uh, for Square Enix, and he has done a lot of other works as well. But he's a very controversial figure in the industry and as a composer uh, because of his political views and and the like. And so I think I'm probably going to spotlight him uh, one day or another, probably on like an RPG week, because he makes some very good music, but he also is somewhat of a problematic force <laughs> in the industry. Um but anyways, now we got that out of the way. Um, after our break, which I will be playing you, "My Sweet Passion" by Fumi Fumi Kumatani from Sonic Adventure, I will be covering both "Hateful Boyfriend" and "Catherine" on this week's scorecard. So stay tuned. Uh, this is Core of Score on WPPM 106.5, and I'll see you soon. Show. 
That was My Sweet Passion by Fumui Kumatani from Sonic Adventure. Yeah, love comes in so many different shapes and sizes, but it also comes in many different sounds, as you've just heard. A lot of the uh, the vibangers were very like melancholic in um, in their tune, but My Sweet Passion was really full frontal, really like jazzy, really funky. It was just all in your face about, oh, this is my love, and I want to give it to you. But now that we are back, we are back for Scorecard. And this week, we have Hateful Boyfriend, uh, which is arranged by Kevin McLean. And this, uh, let me just talk about the game a little bit first. Um, so I get, And then I'll go into one of the songs. So Hateful Boyfriend is a visual novel that has characters that are just birds like you're you're basically it's a visual novel about dating birds or i guess like all the <laughs> all like the the waifus i guess you would call them or like all the um, all the girls are like birds and like that's what your your like goal is is to to find like a girlfriend from one of these birds. It's a really weird game. Um I can't really stress that enough, but it was really popular uh, a couple of years back and the soundtrack is actually really interesting in the fact that all of the tracks are in public domain. And Kevin McLeod is a composer who exclusively releases his tracks to the public domain. So all of his works are free to use uh, for any um, like kind of commercial product or for anything that you might need to use it for. And that I, I found really interesting. I didn't really know of too many people who actually just straight up, especially for music, who just um, put up their music under um, kind of like no, kind of just uh, just to let anybody out there use it. Because I've, I've seen that in... I've seen that a lot in the like programming community or the um, like computer science. A lot of the people there like to put their stuff as open source or their programs or software or anything as open source. But but this is uh this is new for me. This is a um, interesting approach from Kevin McLeod. So that's why I say that it was a, the soundtrack was arranged by him because though he did. Uh, create a lot of the tracks that were on the album he had to look and search out for more music that would kind of fit the overall tone of the game or add a little bit more flavor where he was lacking so i'm going to play you dispersion relation by kevin mcleod off of hateful boyfriend
That was Dispersion Relation by Kevin McLeod off of Hateful Boyfriend. Now, again, like I said before, the soundtrack is comprised of mostly like public domain works, um, or I guess you can call them open source music. But um, but because of that, I feel that the soundtrack is lacking in like the cohesion that a, like, a fully baked, a fully uh, formed, like created soundtrack would offer. And so I think that detracts a little bit from the overall uh, feeling of the soundtrack. But it does it does have a nice collection of songs. I think uh, a lot of the good ones are uh, Cool, uh, Deftone, which actually is like a, like a rock piano piece, um, for lack of a better kind of... Um, like metaphor i guess explanation for it and then there's memo which is really good which is actually i'm gonna play for you later and uh ray number one but um there are also a lot of tracks that you'll hear from like other things like dance of the sugar plum fairies in there and oh little town of bethlehem um but other than that i think that i think one thing that kevin mcleod did was make sure like all the all the songs are really piano focused. I think this helps a lot just in the visual novel genre uh, just as a whole. It's a very, it's a genre where the music kind of takes a back pedal to pretty much everything else, but it can add to a lot of the, um, a lot of the experience in terms of like character theming. But he made the soundtrack uh, very piano heavy and that gives it a nice sense of cohesion. I think that this overall soundtrack is relatively solid, especially because of what I said before, where he had to find and kind of curate his own little soundtrack for the game. But I don't think it's one that should be like listening to um, just like on a day to day. It's not very attuned for that. It's very in the moment, in the game, and solid background for what's going on in the game. Now, I will be moving on to Catherine by Shoji Meguro. Meguro, I apologize. And um, But before I do that, I'm going to play you Memo from Hateful Boyfriend, just for a little bit more flavor. That was Memo by Sentive off of Hateful Boyfriend. Now, now I guess uh, we're going to be moving on to Catherine. And Catherine is a game that's, I, I would say it's on like the crazy level or zany level of Hateful Boyfriend. It's a game where you are, you play as this guy named Vincent. 
and he is chasing pretty much after two different Catherines. One Catherine, that's his ex-girlfriend, and another Catherine, uh, spelled with a K. <laughs> and the the gameplay consists of two different parts, where in the in the daytime, you're kind of going around, and it's kind of like a persona, social... Uh, you talk to a lot of people. You do like actions in the in the city, but at night you are kind of haunted by your nightmares and your your dreams. And so you play a puzzle like game where you're climbing a tower, and it's similar, actually, to Cubert, where you're like trying to get to the top, uh, avoiding obstacles, uh, trying to plan out your route. And so I would say this is like a Persona Cubert. Kind of game, and um, and the soundtrack is quite interesting. But I will play you "It's a Golden Show" by Shoji Meguro, off of Catherine, just for you to get a little bit of taste. That was It's a Golden Show by Shoji Meguro off of Catherine. Now, this soundtrack is honestly, I feel a lot similar to Hateful Boyfriend. And I didn't I didn't try to do that. I didn't try to set out to to find something that was really similar in terms of um, in, in terms of reviewing or in terms of the soundtrack. And it seems like I do that a lot where um where the soundtracks are kind of similar in many ways, and it, that that always surprises me. But um, for this soundtrack, um, Maguro actually didn't have too much uh, leeway with how he had to go about it, and the director told him that he wants the music to be classic, adult-oriented, and erotic. Now, I don't know if he really reached that goal, and a lot of the tracks are very hit or miss. Like when they hit, like it's a golden show, they they hit. But there are a lot of songs that just fill me with dread or fill me with anxiety uh, because it's kind of reflecting how Vincent feels, especially in the in the nightmares. And so there is a lot of dissonance in some of the 
music pieces, and that alludes to that same fact, that instability and un unassuredness that Vincent is feeling. But a lot of the other tracks are very jazzy and funky, but also melancholic. Um, Maguro uses classical piano, some organ, some hip-hop and R&B beats and rhythms, as well as like synths to really like create an its own identity or Catherine's own identity. This soundtrack also has remixes of like works in the public domain, like Dance of the Sugar Plum Fairy, which is a song that both of the soundtracks have in common, as well as Ode to Joy, which also really surprised me. But would I say this is a soundtrack that you could just listen to um, like on the regular or just anytime? I don't think so. I think this one is particularly a game soundtrack first and foremost and and needs context to be uh, to be viewed at the proper level. And there are some tracks in there that I would play like just in general or add to my playlist. But for the overall sense of the soundtrack, I would say it's very mixed. There's again, there's a lot of hits and there's a lot of misses. But I'll play you Lost by Shoji Meguro off of Catherine. That was Lost by Shoji Maguro off of Catherine. Now, I hope that you've been having a wonderful time. I hope you're comfy. I hope you're cozy. I hope you're snuggled up to somebody you love or somebody you find interesting. And I want you to stay tuned because right after this break, we are going to go into our tag, our tech, anime, and gaming in news. So, I'll be right back. You are listening to Core of Score on WPPM 106.5, Philadelphia.
Welcome back to Core of Score. We are about to begin this week's tag. Now, Samsung Galaxy. The S20 series of Samsung Galaxy phones has been officially revealed. And though they sport hefty prices, they have a wealth of features that will compensate. And I know this reads like an ad, but I'm just, I'm just trying to inform you guys of, of what's going on. So um, I think that these phones are really beautifully designed. Uh, there's the S20, the S20 Plus, and the S20 Ultra, which have 4,500 4, and 5,000 milliamp batteries, respectively. Now, <laughs> the screen sizes also get really large as you go on. I think the S20 starts at 6, 6.2 inches across and then it goes from I guess it goes to uh, 6.7 inches and then to 6.9 inches for the ultra which is a crazy big phone honestly like unless you have big hands like me it's gonna be really tough to navigate um, they all have AMOLED panels with HDR 10 plus support and can run at a max of 120 Hertz so <laughs> I don't I'm honestly not really sure what you would do with a smartphone that runs at uh, 120 hertz. I guess it's just for general use. I guess um, not really. I guess gaming could be more um, proficient in that space. But all the phones have 5G baked in, and at least in varying degrees. Some have uh, support for more bands than others. But other than that, they have support for 5G, and when 5G is in full force, uh, these phones will be able to utilize that. So there's a lot of camera technology that I will not be fitting into this segment, but if you want to go and check it out, it's it's actually some crazy stuff. I think there's a hundred times zoom on the Ultra and just like the software and uh, hardware side of the camera has just improved tremendously. But Though the price is what a lot of people are going to kind of hate it for. And that's the fact that it starts at $1,000 uh, for the base model S20. And it goes upwards to $1,400 for the Ultra. And so I don't know anybody in their right mind who's going to buy this phone for that price. But especially because there's so many good alternatives. And unless you really need the cutting edge uh, for phones, then I don't think this is right phone for you but if you're in the market for something that can i guess replace your camera or uh just be an overall good phone for the next probably three years then especially because it's future proof with 5g then i think i think yeah you got it you got it uh drake is starting to stream and he's partnered with caffeine actually and caffeine is a streaming platform that released last year and caters to mostly uh, celebrities and has been partnering with several of them like Offset and Juju Smith-Schuster. And um, they're looking to compete in this market where Twitch is dominating and Mixer is a not so close second but has established itself in the market. So I was, I'm gonna try and see where Caffeine goes to at least maybe um, like understand it a little bit more, um, see and get why it's, if, if there's a market for it. Neopets is coming to TV. Uh, Jumpstart Games, the owners of Neopets now, because Neopets has gone through many different acquisitions. And Blue Ant Studios Beach House Pictures are teaming up to produce a new Neopets show targeted towards eight to 12 year olds. Now, this show is probably a push to try and get more people or get more kids to try out Neopets or at least to, to play Neopets, which is a thing I did in the past. Um, yeah, I think when I was like between the ages of 8 and 12, I, um, yeah, I, play, I played my fair share of Neopets back in the day, but the, um, the whole aspect of it the whole like site and design of the game has pretty much stayed the same it's been stagnant for a long time and jumpstart games is trying to kind of revive it they're rehauling the site 
they're introducing a new mobile game and they're even getting new merchandise so they're really trying to um, bring back neopets and have boasted about how much mass market appeal neopets still has and how much they can still do with the brand now the t-mobile and sprint merger has been approved by the department of justice and the fcc and this merger has been criticized by a lot of people because it could potentially decrease the amount of competition in the telecommunications sector and therefore raise the overall overall price for the consumer um, so despite all of this the chairman of the fcc ajit pai said that the merger will advance the development in this in the space in the field and is a big win for american consumers which i don't think he knows what is best for american consumers uh, especially following his his policy on net neutrality and how he wanted to get rid of it um he is not the most liked man in the world <laughs> but um and i don't think he's very correct on this statement either but um the merger is going through under some strict like conditions that t-mobile has to follow and t-mobile has to sell all of its prepaid sprint plans to dish as well as dish um as letting dish have access to all their mobile networks for seven years and if they don't adhere to these rules or to these terms then T-Mobile can be fined $2 billion, which is a significant hit. So the last step in, uh, in finishing this deal is for the California Public Utilities Commission to sign off on it. I think that the merger is definitely going to hurt more than it's going to help. But if in a few years uh, that proves me wrong, I'll, I mean, I'll come out and say it. I'm like, I'm wrong. That's all right. That's all right. Um, hopefully, it, it'll be a good thing. Um, usually, big mergers like this aren't. I know Disney is trying to get every single like producer or label they can to just expand their outreach, but that's that. And this has been this week's tag. And uh, before our composer corner, we will be playing Zelda's theme. Romance by Mahito Yokoto off of The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword. That was Zelda's theme, Romance, by Mahito Yokota, off of The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword. Now, 
for our composer corner this week, we have Masaya Matsura. Yeah, it just takes me a little bit to get those names. <laughs> but um, but I'll play you one of his songs from Parapper the Rapper. And then I'll go into what he's all about. was Funny Love by Masaya Matsura off of Parapra the Rapper. Now, Masaya Matsura was born in Osaka on June 16, 1961. He graduated from Ritsumeikan University in Tokyo with a degree in industrial society, which is like a branch of sociology where the society operates and is driven by the use of technology to enable mass production that supports a large population of people who have a high capacity for division of labor. So it's like people to uh, specialize in a lot of different things. And um, after graduating, he met Mami Yasunori, or her stage name, Chaka, and founded the band Psy S. He composed and arranged for the band, as well as played guitar, keyboard, and bass. Sai S's synth, guitar, and vocal-heavy tracks would garner some popularity in Japan, and the band would go on to release 10 albums. In the 90s, Matsura noticed the developments in technology, especially in the field of music, and he moved into computer-based music, and soon after, he set his sights towards interactive music and music video games. Uh, He then founded his own company, Nana Ansha, to start developing video games. With American animator Rodney Greenblatt and um, and interactive hip-hop rhythms, Farappa the Rapper was born. It's not almost similar to like Chance the Rapper, but like, you know, I mean, they're more or less the same. I think Parappa's actually a lot better as a, <laughs> as a rapper. Uh, but the, the game is about a rapping dog and his journey to win over the love of his life, Sonny Funny. And it's regarded as one of the first modern rhythm games. 
So the studio would then go on to make a lot more music-based games and are currently trying to work on a revival for the Parappa franchise. Uh, Matsura ended up receiving the first Penguin Award from the International Game Developers Association for the contributions he made to the gaming industry. Now, before I play our last song called Always Love by Masaya Matsura, I want to thank you for joining me and our fantastic time that we had here today. Uh, I just wanted to take this time to kind of reflect, kind of like Valentine's Day is coming up, and I wanted you guys to to understand who really matters in your life, who really means something to you. And I hope that I also mean something to you. And uh, you can find Core Score on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Anchor, as well as other platforms, as well as here every single Wednesday at 2 p.m. So make sure you tune in next week for another VGM serenade. And I just want you to remember to always love. Yeah, yeah, y'all. This is it. Back once again. The final party. Is everybody ready to do this? Come on. Let's go.